I'm Dennis Ferris, and this is the Limitless Energy Podcast. And we're here in Tampa at the RV Super Show, and we're going to take advantage of this opportunity to bring on some very interesting guests. I'm pleased to welcome to the podcast Mr. Nathan Wagler, Chief Operating Officer of New Camp. Thanks for having me. So let's get right into it. Tell us about New Camp. Uh, New Camp is a small company located in Sugar Creek, Ohio. We manufacture teardrop trailers and truck campers. Uh, founded about 15 years ago by Joe Mullet, who was an Amish preacher at the time and kind of jack of all trades, had done a bunch of uh, different businesses, just, I guess, serial entrepreneur. Um, had been in farming and lawn furniture and uh, had built some steel buildings. And he had been in all these different businesses and really an innovator. He would come up with new things all the time. So he would build lawn furniture and he would come up up with a really cool new design and he would release it. And three weeks later, everybody in the area that makes lawn furniture has the same design. And he was really looking for different opportunities to get out of areas where people could copy what he was doing. He's an innovator so, and a trendsetter, yeah. too. So he would he'd come up with just like a cool new glider or rocker or different design, and people would just knock it off. And so in the area we're in, there's a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of Amish people, and they like to be self-employed. And so they do um, furniture. There's just, I think there's... 150 200 furniture manufacturers in a 40 mile radius and they supply all the stores and stuff and so he was in that business um and then in the winters you know it was lawn furniture so in the winters he would do some other stuff he did some steel building had a crew he'd go put up steel buildings and the guy that he was building a steel building for was like hey um you can do a little bit of anything um do you want like have you ever heard of a teardrop trailer and he's like i've no idea what that is he's like well you got to come up and look at this you know used car dealer he's like i've got one i want to see if you can build them for me and so he came up and met the guy um took cardboard and traced out the shape of this teardrop trailer and was like hey i'm gonna go try to build one of these so he went back in his garage and took the cardboard and cut out plywood and made sidewalls and he built this teardrop trailer and he made it for the guy and the guy's like can you make me another one and so it just started from there into this um, slow growth of doing a little bit of this on the side. And this guy was a used car dealer, so he had his buddies who were used car dealers because there's that network all over the country. And they started being like, hey, can you make some for this guy? And so he started to grow it um, up until 2008 when everything slowed down and, and Joe wasn't immune to the RV industry kind of hitting a wall. And uh, these used car dealers weren't adding teardrop trailers and bringing things to their lot and so he got to the point he was going out of business um and got connected with a distributor who had called him actually the day he decided to close his doors got a phone call from this guy he's like hey are you another guy who's like are you still building these he's like no we've had to shut it down we're you know in a lot of debt and don't have orders and all this stuff and the guy's like we need to talk and so friday of that same week it was like wednesday to friday he was in this office up in canton and they're having a conversation of hey we have a manufacturer in elkhart but they're not doing well and we want to have some new manufacturing and we thought of you and so they're having this conversation they're like okay we'll get it started back up and that's where he met scott hubble our ceo um 
who was doing marketing consulting for this distributor at the time. Mm-hmm. And so they met there and over the years developed that the friendship that has now led to Scott being in leadership in our company. Um, but so they started out building and they wanted to take off and they said, Joe, can you, they started, you know, he did like 50 and then he did 150 units and they're about at 150. And they said, can you build us 500 units next year if we need them? And Joe being an entrepreneur said, yes. Um, and then he had to figure out how to make that happen because as, as you, as you know, with entrepreneurs and starting your own thing, you believe you can do anything. Um, and then you got to bring your team along. So, well, it's interesting that this wasn't someone who said, all right, I see a need in the RV industry. And they went and they were, it was kind of like almost an artist and he was making furniture and other things. And Mm -hmm. he was like, yeah, I guess I can make this, but it sort of did fill a need. It did fill a need, um, within kind of the, just that small campers, the retro look, um, obviously there's cycles to any, uh, design or look. We see that in many industries, fashion and furniture and interior design. There's cycles, things that, you know, as, as we were kids, we're like, that's the ugliest carpet ever. And now you're starting to see it come back 30 years later into different things. There's that cycle. And so the vintage teardrop shape has been around for years and years and years. And it kind of came back in as people have moved more, a little bit more minimalist, want to be, have something that's theirs. It's unique. It's very much um, personalized. So we have all these color options. And when you see those different things like that grew, even in the early days, we have a picture in our office from when there was 10 people and the trailer load of campers that are on there, there's an orange one and a yellow one and a blue one. And they're these bright colors are just super personalized. And so it's this retro bright colors, things going where people just have, you know, they want to express their personality and how they camp. Well, there's there's the aesthetics of yeah. the, of the teardrop yeah. shape, but w- what about the functionality? I mean, is there is there a need that it's addressing functionally? Functionally, it's it's small. A lot of the small teardrops you see people coming out of tent camping, and they mm-hmm. want something right. as they they don't want to get show up and set up a tent and do that. They want to have somewhere to cook, and so with the back hatch door, having a small kitchen, but they're outside. They want their bed indoors where it's dry some you know conditioning of the air they want to be comfortable but they don't but they want to be outside they're not looking to be in their camper and hang out indoors when they go to the campground they're planning to be outdoors and so it gives them the ability to cook outdoors do all the things they're going to do outdoors but then they're inside in a secure area with conditioned air to sleep and so it's kind of the best of both worlds it's almost it's as close as you can get to tent camping yeah well and then they're lightweight so our lightest units are in that 1300 to 1900 pounds and so if you've got a subaru outback with a nice towing package you're sticking it behind there and you're not having to buy a truck you're not having to buy a large suv and so you see a lot of people that camp as an individual you don't want to have to go get an f-150 just to get a camper mm-hmm. you've got what you want and then maybe it's a, just a small suv with a tow package and you can handle it you can see it to back it up. You can kind of see around it and over it. And so it's it's less intimidating for that new camper. They don't have to worry about learning all these things about backing a trailer in the same way. Right. No, that makes sense. So it's kind of that need um, within there. We see a lot of, we do see a lot of individuals um, that that's solo camp. And so they're perfect for that because you don't need all the amenities 
if you're getting outdoors as an individual, you're an adventurer. You you want to be out, and you're also looking to be out and around and meeting people where you're at and having community at the campground. That's why you get out there. That is pretty mainstream. Uh, I'm sorry. That is pretty unique among the mainstream uh, RV companies, RV designs. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's a lot of boutique type. Uh, you're you're a little bigger. I think you're more, uh, you know, in the in in the uh, Indiana Ohio area yeah. at least, and so folks know who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, how how does that relate to the current RV? slowdown that we're in you talked about oh wait well we're in a similar situation now do you think that sort of protects you or insulates new camp from from those slowdowns we have some variations we've been very strategic in how we manufacture so looking back to 2017 the last time we had a cycle of a slowdown in the market 2017 was a record year highest year ever to date uh, at that point in the rv industry and retail sales were high and pull through was high and we got into a situation where as new camp we had been in this um exponential growth phase from when we when joe came back in 09 and 10 and took off and then acquired the tab in 12 we had never been able to fill the appetite for the product they were building they they just couldn't it was hey we built 1500 and then we needed if we could build 2000 the next year there was dealership for it um there was space and and there was pull through because it was new and it was unique and as you grow in in business you start to get to that point where you have to have a repeatable cycle you can't just exponentially grow year over year over year in a market where there's only so many spaces in the rv industry Mm -hmm. obviously up until we grew to that point um there wasn't as much competition or similarly shaped RVs in the market. Mm-hmm. Um, as we as we grew and and built the tab and added you know added a bathroom to it that had never been in it that really took off for us and it's been our flagship unit. Uh, but in eighteen we hit this wall in June where dealers didn't need anything and the orders weren't coming in they weren't seeing pull through and we ran into this like. Well, we've never been here before. What do we do? And so at the end of 18, a decision was made um, among the leadership team to say, we're not going to get there again. We're going to build for scarcity. We have a unique product. Yeah, there will be lead times at times to get stuff. But we're not going to get in a position where we're overstaffed and we don't have work for our team. Because ultimately what we do at New Camp is about our team first and the people that are in our building and then our customer. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, I say it to everybody that we talk about, we start with people and we end with people. And if we ever forget about one of those groups, it, we've kind of lost the point of being in business. Th- so that is, that's so, unique in the, in the industry that they tend to grow with the cycle and then you know lay off with yeah. the cycle so, or furlough with the cycle. Yeah, so we've been able to fend off the majority of the slowdown. Mm-hmm. We've reduced production by about 20% um, from where we were. We have two lines that are running five days a week, full speed, haven't slowed down, and then we have three lines that are running um, four days, essentially. They're done in four days with their production run. But we've just stabilized our levels where it's sustainable. We're not building a bunch of inventory, but we're not oversaturating our dealers. 
And so just really watching those numbers so that we don't, we're not as susceptible to ebbs and flows in the market, trying to take out the highs, take out the lows. It, it's just a, a little bit different philosophy, but when you're focused on your team and your people and having a sustainable company for years and years, you have to figure out that it's not just chasing the high when it's there because you end up sacrificing your people. They either get burned out or they leave, or you end up with the wrong people because they're there just for the dollars. Right. Well, I mean, as a supplier to New Camp, we appreciate having, you know, <laughs> it's a, a very steady, uh, uh, you know, order level. So, uh, yeah. you know, um, it definitely, it helps suppliers too. Yeah. Uh, well, on that note, let's talk about the power system mm-hmm. uh, on the trailer. And, uh, you know, you guys went to lithium pretty quick. And uh, mm-hmm. what is the typical energy usage among your, your customer base? Do they use a high amount of energy for a teardrop customer? Uh, we have a lot of, we have a unique customer base in that, like I said, they're, we always, we find that a lot of them are highly educated and they're independent and they get out. And so they, they like the intricacy of our build. And a lot of times, um, you know, we have electrical engineers that reach out and they want to inform us how systems could be better and things. And so we have a great community so, that so gives we. feedback. <laughs> yeah. We, we get those calls I'm too. Sure. Uh, but uh, we were seeing a lot of our people want to get off grid and they want, because again, they want to be outside. They want to do things outside. They don't, they're not looking for a camper to set up in a campground and be plugged in. And so they want to put in, they're going to be outside, but they don't, they want to have AC because they're, you know, in the desert or they're not close to hookups. They have, they've bought an RV that has AC and all those functions. They want to be able to use it. Uh, but we weren't providing a system that allowed them to. Because we, you know, dealer, the standard in the industry is dealers provide the batteries because if they sit on a unit for six months and we provided a battery, now it's halfway through its warranty. Mm -hmm. It hasn't been charged appropriately and and different things like that. And so we were needing to, if we were going to offer batteries, it had to be something that was going to be sustainable that would last that's in the warranty period. Again, good for our customer where they're not getting something that's halfway through, um, and it gives them the ability to go out and run their AC when they're off-grid. Everything we have comes with solar standard. Uh, we we kind of run those numbers, and as we had the percentages get over 70%, people were taking solar over 70% of the time. So we said, look, we'll just roll it into the build. Mm-hmm. It's one less thing for our dealers. Again, as we talk vendor partners, mm-hmm. dealer partners, it's one less thing for the dealer to decide, ah, do I want to carry them with or without? Because then you don't have what the customer wants, and you have to order something custom. Because I don't have a solar unit in that color, so when we made it standard, it allowed them to have better um, customer relations because they were more likely to have what they wanted. You're not going to not buy it because it has solar. You might not buy it because it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Kind of that mentality. So then we wanted to v- develop um, more power. Our dealers actually, we well, we watch our social media our customer experience team is watching they all have different groups that they watch um, as part of their job when they're not taking calls they're kind of monitoring what is the feedback what are people doing even just like what are they saying good bad you know whatever it is and we try to respond um, on our social but we try to send those questions to the right place so we can get in touch with somebody who has a legitimate question on Facebook that maybe they haven't even come to us where our community is helping them and we want to learn but we were seeing a lot of people use Battleborn 
and you know an American company that's based in Reno good advertising you guys have had great customer experience you know reviews and so we were looking at hey we want a good system but we also want to partner with somebody that has the customer experience mindset that we have of that person's use of this battery is the goal not the sale of the battery is the goal because we we promise unparalleled customer support within our community it's in our pledge to our customers it's in their book when they buy their camper this is what you're getting and we heard that time and time again within yeah we listened to your marketing and we saw it there but we heard it from our customers as we watched the community say hey i put battleborns in and they were great and they walked me through it because again electrical engineer is putting his own stuff in Mm -hmm. and he's talking to eric or brandon and they're walking him through the install of yeah you need to do this or this and so we were seeing it and then actually one of our dealers pointed out they're like hey we are tearing out like we're finding space and we're installing these full battleborn packages into your units why don't you do that because we don't have the time at the dealer level to bring a new unit into the shop and spend a week taking it apart and rewiring it and doing everything can you offer it as an option because your customers want it and so really again in a different way than we did it back in 16 and 17 during growth, listening to our dealers and our customers and saying, okay, that's what you guys want, and this company aligns, let's figure out a system. And so a year ago, you know, at the Tampa show in 22, I had just approached Wade. He'd been calling on us for three years. Um, and I said, hey, I know you've stopped in like, five times and you know we've just talked and kind of had this relationship i said we're ready to have a conversation about developing packages for our units because our customers need them they're using them they want to they want to be out there that's great to hear because it kind of worked for us it kind of worked by design yeah you know we we definitely uh use social media ourselves and and as good customer service as we could provide to convince the end user to use our batteries and at the same time we had you know, Wade and Josh knocking on doors in Elkhart, and uh, eventually it was the customers asking the OEMs to, mm-hmm. "Hey, these batter- these are great batteries. You should be putting these batteries in." So, so it kind of worked. So, well, and it speaks to that when you build a product that's exceptional, or you build a product that people buy, they're gonna start pushing back farther up and saying, "Hey, we want that factory installed." Like, yeah, we can do it. And then there's the people that aren't electrical engineers, but they want it, and they're terrified by the idea of just taking it to a dealer our dealer relationships are great and those are awesome but there's that that comfort level that comes with having had it installed at the factory because you're calling the factory to say hey i have this problem or you're calling battleborn direct because you know they you know they endorse the oem install they've worked together so they can troubleshoot the system because they know the system it's not well i don't know how that was done specifically and so i think that's been good for we're seeing that with some of the buyers at this point where there is a little more peace of mind and they'll bite off the chunk of a ten thousand dollar lithium system because it was installed at the factory and it is going to be under their normal warranty and there's not something different that they have to follow up and they have the peace of mind then it's educating them i think on using it correctly which I could probably use some help with because I don't understand all the stuff you could talk about either. But <laughs> well, you know, we, you know where to call. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Any questions? Yeah. Um, 
well, let's let's talk about you, Nathan. How did how did you end up in this industry in this role? Uh, do you I like mean, to do you like to RV? Do you like to camp? I haven't camped that much. Um, I was we were just talking about that uh, with some of our guys. We're like, we feel like within the industry we enjoy being here, but we a lot of us didn't grow up camping as much uh you're from ohio i am not i grew up in southern ontario up in canada um was from that area my mom was from the elkhart area grew up in white pigeon michigan and so had a lot of family in the rv industry Uh, lots of my cousins and aunts and uncles have worked in the rv industry and so i knew of the industry kind of my whole life Uh, but living at a distance we were six hours away in Ontario and we'd be in and out and we'd see what's going on you know right in Middlebury and in Elkhart and so I knew about it but then um, long story short moved around a little bit after I was 18 I lived in the Middlebury area and traveled the U.S. did some Bible college in uh, Ohio and spent a couple years in Arizona working with inner city kids and uh, met a girl from Sugar Creek Ohio and uh, we started dating, and so I moved to Sugar Creek in 2011 while we were dating, got married and settled down there, and was working in um, kind of a customer service role. I was an installer doing countertops, um, quartz countertops, and go in people's homes and deal with the customer, and got a, through some friends, got a offer to go work for a commercial contractor doing uh, estimating on hotels and nursing homes, and so I started um, into commercial construction, learning how that went, doing takeoffs of that, and learning how a project is set up and how you run a construction project from a budgeting standpoint and all of those things, and then moved into writing contracts and then eventually managing projects and was managing hotel builds and nursing home builds. Uh, and so that's what I was doing from a work standpoint, but during that time, uh, Jesse Mullet, who's Joe's son, who's Jesse is now our owner and president at New Camp. Uh, Jesse and I became great friends running. We did distance running together. We started running half really? marathons and marathons. And so we spent 15 hours a week together on the road. You running. still run together? Uh, no, he runs a lot faster than I do, and he gets bored waiting for me. <laughs> and I'm just always out of breath. So, um, No, we, he was just starting. In 2012, we started running together, and he had just joined the company. Um, he had spent years building um, storage sheds on site. So he worked for a local company that built storage sheds and he traveled the area and would go on site with a kit on a trailer and have to set it up on site with everything that was there and you know about efficiency and about um, not wasting a step. And so he joined the company in 2012 and he's brought a ton of efficiency to our manufacturing process and cleanliness and organization because he had years of running a crew. Uh, but during that time in 2012, we were running, and we just spent all this time. Well, I had some family in the RV industry, and so we they were getting ready to build a building, and we're talking, and I was like, hey, we could probably go get some tours out there. Like, we can make some phone calls and see. And so we did a day trip to Elkhart and toured some facilities and looked at how things were set up and how to lay out a production facility, and we, we learned a bunch. Well, he learned a bunch. I wasn't working there yet, but... Um, learned a bunch about how people do different things like how do you flip a trailer from upside down easily and safely Mm -hmm. you know to put your stuff on and so as they were laying out their facility 
I was involved in that process. I helped him build racking in the facility on Saturdays because we were both bored and we needed something to do. And so we spent all this time and just kind of talking through. And eventually, um, Jesse just called me. He's like, hey, you know, I know you're doing construction and, and doing project management. Um, at the end, you know, as they got to the end of 18, they're like, hey, we've been going through this growth for years and we want to continue to grow, but we want it to be sustainable and get a good systems and how do we work to, you know, departments together and get the work in the right places. Because as you grow a company, just everybody wears seven hats um, mm-hmm. and you figure it out. And then you get to a certain point, you're like, okay, we should probably have somebody that does that all the time because now that's too much. And so he was like, hey, can you, do you want to come on board, come interview and look at coming in and helping with process and system and getting everybody on the same page? And so I was like, I'll entertain it. You know, I'm always open for something new. And so came in and talked with them and joined the team um that sounds like the perfect job since you came from an rv family at least yeah. in the industry and then you had at least you know project management experience yeah. in construction so. and so it's interesting the biggest piece i said that makes my job easy is one when i came to new camp i've never been at a company where the level of person was so high just across the board every individual that we have on the team was just i'd never seen that in a company of 200 people where the hiring process had been in place. The culture had been in place from Joe and Scott and the team putting this together and just living this culture of having a people first mentality. Um, worked for great companies and, and treasured those relationships with those people. But it was just so interesting. Coming in, I inherited this team of people that was already caring about each other, was already focused on making a great product. And so streamlining a group of people that all get paid out of the same pot versus doing construction where half your conversations are, well, who's going to pay for that? Because that's not my contract. Again, you're mediating for people in a big project where you've got 50 contractors. Mm -hmm. The plumber did this, so now the electrician has to fix something, and then the framer has to come through. Well, everybody's getting paid a little bit more, but you're trying to section off who does what work and where is it in the contract and how do you do it. And so a lot of those concepts transferred for me into, okay, now we want to build process. So who should be doing this work? And almost, I just use that background of where, what contract should this be in mindset where it was, okay, if I was writing this, who would I designate that I want to do this all the time? Mm -hmm. And so those, those things really worked. Um, we, yeah, I want to get into camping more, (laughs) but we, life gets so busy i hear you yeah you know it's like you're busy running a company well but it's that other side of my wife and i love it we did a we did a smoky mountains trip this last year with our son who's six and we you know we showed up with no agenda we did like one show and none of the tourist stuff we went hiking you know and that we love to be outside and do that and so it's more just grabbing a unit and going um and just making the plan so we've talked about it, and that's that's one of our focuses in the coming years is to just grab a unit. You know, we've been talking about just getting out in our units, you know, as an executive team, grabbing those prototype model year units that we're just going to have on hand anyway and say, hey, let's go test these out and see how we like them with one child or with by ourselves or how that works. And so we're we're getting there, but it's uh, when you're building a company or you're working through a bunch of stuff, it to find time to run away and go set up a campsite for the weekend is extra. 
Well, I think everything that you said as to you know your background and your the the philosophy of your company really speaks to why we work so well together. And uh, you know, thank you so much for for stopping by the program here, Nathan. And I'm sure we're going to continue to work together for years to come. Looking forward to it. That's going to do it for the show. I'd like to thank today's guest, Nathan Wagler, Chief Operating Officer of New Camp.